Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about preparing an omni-channel anti-fraud strategy, and it's my pleasure to be speaking with Kimberly Sutherland, Senior Director, Fraud and Identity Management, and Kimberly White, Market Planning Director, both with LexisNexis Risk Solutions. Ladies, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you. So we hear a lot about omni-channel banking and about digital first. In your experience, what does that actually mean for most institutions? This is Kim Sutherland, and we're actually hearing the same thing. But it's even broader than banking. And we hear the needs for omni-channel across almost all forms of financial services and across all industries, um, retail, communications, even healthcare. And so what it boils down to is that we're living now in an environment where companies are interacting with their consumers across multiple in-person and remote touch points um, that's both human-assisted and some completely self-service. I think it's this plus the strong adoption and our, I guess, addiction to our mobile devices that is making companies think about having a digital-first or even a mobile-first strategy to better align with customer behavior and expectations. Um, but it also then helps improve their operational efficiencies, and it even freshens their brand sometimes. So what are some of the fraud trends that you're seeing across channels now? This is um, Kim White. So, you know, on the digital side, which includes both the online and mobile channel, we're talking to our customers a lot, and, and they're seeing um, fraudulent applications at new account opening, whether it be opening credit cards, DDA accounts, um, loan origination, or other types of onboarding. They're frequently seeing botnet attacks and trying to determine whether or not the customer is human or not. Identity theft is still a problem. We're still seeing increases in, especially around synthetic identities and stolen identities. And then just the overall, you know, traditional methods used to risk score, verify and authenticate at account opening can be a challenge for those that are new to the country or thin file applicants. And then, you know, in the mobile channel especially, customer abandonment is a huge issue with them um, having to provide too much information I mean, customers are just going elsewhere. I, I think on the account um, management side, the account takeover manipulation, there seems to be a lot of focus around password resets and profile changes. And again, it's those botnet attacks and identity theft with synthetic and stolen identities. Um, Kim, do you want to comment a little bit on the call center side? Yeah, so it's amazing that we actually see some of the same and a few different challenges in call centers and in person. So I want to touch on a couple of those. In call centers, we also see the challenge around synthetic identities. So that's using a manipulated identity that um, combines sometimes real identity elements along with a completely fictitious elements, very difficult for companies to detect sometimes. So that whole challenge happens as well in the call center. But the concern around account takeover and social engineering becomes a bigger challenge um, in that call center environment because of the ability, the focus, I guess, on the, the call center agent wanting to be a uh, positive experience but they're having to now try to do fraud detection at the same time. IVRs are also a challenge where the fraudster could be uh, actually testing out data inside an IVR before they ever, or if they ever talk to a human. 
um, and then being able to just really test out the, the human element of things. Um, in person, we see a lot about the use of fake identity cards. So like it could be a fake driver's license or passport, and then as well with the stolen and synthetic identity. We talked a few minutes ago about what institutions mean when they talk about omni-channel. What's wrong with the way many organizations approach omni-channel fraud now? So most organizations have approached their fraud and identity management processes in silos across their enterprise. Um, the digital team, they think about what's going on with their website and uh, the browser-based experience. Sometimes the mobile team focuses only on their mobile applications, and then they may even have a separate call center focus where they're thinking about how um, people who are calling into their process or, or texting into the process are, are interacting. And then we even have you know, a separate brick and mortar group with, that might deal with the branch. So there are all these siloed approaches, and in most cases, they're using different vendors um, and different solutions to try to address the fraud. And they may not be sharing their outcomes across these different channels. So I think just the whole lack of um, being able to work in a more cohesive fashion is one of the biggest challenges. I mean, and it limits them to have the ability to have a, a more holistic view of their customer. And that includes their positive um, trusting behaviors as well as the risk. Yeah, and, and I'd like to build upon that. You know, we're, we're commonly seeing inconsistencies in the customer experience. Um, and it's in the customer identification processes. Uh, you know, often this is going as far as not realizing that I'm dealing with the same customer that was in the store on the website, and now that person is calling the call center. It's a completely disjointed experience. And that definitely just creates more challenges and the ability to detect and prevent fraud across the channels um, from that perspective. Absolutely. So we talked about what's wrong. What would you say are the right foundational elements of an effective omni-channel fraud strategy? So core is always going to be able to know who your customer is. And so that's paying attention to both the digital and the physical identity attributes and those associated risks. Um, and that's true if you're only receiving information like phone number or email in your process or if you're getting information like name and address. And so companies need to have more transparency and insight into who they're doing business with and also pay close attention to the device in which they're interacting. Um, businesses are also, you know, they're operating in a time right now where they need to gain more insights, not just on their direct customer interactions, but also in the broader network or ec ecosystem um, that they're operating in. So they don't have to just experience fraud at their company, but if they know that within their broader network fraud is occurring, that's a really important signal for them. I also think that organizations need to really think more about risk-based uh, decisioning processes, and that can help them adapt with emerging fraud trends that they can encounter. So those are from more of a, a technical standpoint in terms of foundational elements. And then I also have a couple of procedural recommendations that, that are core to having a strong omni-channel fraud strategy. And so that's first that they should really review the channels that they're using. It's not uncommon to roll out a new method for your customers to interact with you. So maybe you're rolling out a new mobile app. So pay attention to those new deployments. Identify the peers in your company and within each channel and ensure that there's co collaboration. Um, we're seeing a lot of really exciting ways that 
companies are building authentication councils or fraud councils where those different work streams can actually work together um, to help identify fraudulent behavior. And then to align their products and workflows within the customer contact channel. So making sure that those types of um, risks that we talked about earlier are really being addressed from a, um, a solution standpoint. Let's bring this back to LexisNexis Risk Solutions. What are you doing to help organizations adapt to this new reality you've laid out for us? Well, now it's a really exciting time. We, we're really leading our conversations and recommendations with our holistic platform approach across really the entire um, customer account lifecycle, which can include onboarding, um, the transaction workflow, and, and at login. And we do that with our risk defense platform. Uh, this platform uh, we offer uh, an extensible platform that can adapt to changing fraud trends with the ability to integrate with any third party and customer tools. Um, it, it provides really strong workflow capabilities so that you can really fast track those legitimate transactions and really focus on identifying transactions that are high risk. The platform has access to this comprehensive portfolio of solutions that can passively assess risk, score, and provide multiple authentication options if needed, if you need it for step up authentication. You know, it's really about providing the ability to provide greater confidence around context of the physical and digital identity. And the platform also takes a look at, from a consortium standpoint, shared cross-industry intelligence, really looking at those application velocities, reputation of the de um, device, and looking at behavioral insights. So overall, you know, our conversations are really focused around the risk defense platform and the ability to uh, detect fraud. Yeah, we don't try to position point solutions in this situation. We think there's a, a, a lot of opportunity for companies to really focus on their broader workflow and how they're addressing it in a much more comprehensive fashion. Ladies, one last question. Looking ahead, what do you see next to challenge organizations in their efforts to both secure and monitor all the emerging channels they're dealing with? So, yeah, I think that the the Future challenges may just be the continued expansion to see um, new customer touch points. We are constantly looking for uh, the latest, greatest technology, whether it's you know a, a new type of watch that I'm wearing or a, something I have in my house. So there are companies that are already beginning to leverage um, the IoT, Internet of Things devices, um, virtual assistants like Alexa and Siri. Um, and even like augmented reality in their in their business processes today. Um, and so all of these are going to be new ways to better interact with your customer across channels, as well as opportunities to have more higher risk transactions where ultimately fraudsters may begin to exploit those channels. So Paying attention to and aligning your business to the ways that consumers interact is always really important, but making sure that you've addressed those risks are, are, are key. So in the end, it's going to be a balance between the customer experience, um, fraud and security risks, and the revenue growth potential, and that's all going to be done by building in trust across that customer lifecycle. Well, very good. Kim Sutherland, Kim White, thanks so much for your time and insight today. 
Thank you. Thank you very much. Again, we've been talking about preparing an omni-channel anti-fraud strategy. We've been talking with Kimberly Sutherland and Kimberly White, both with LexisNexis Risk Solutions. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.